Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Project Loving Myself Podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Everything that actually does come with being so public in any genre, in any industry, you know, the roads are not smooth. You know, there will always be fires to put out. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hello, citizens of the world. How is life treating you today? Are you waking up in the morning ready to conquer the world? Well, if not, then let me give you an episode that will light the fire under your feet. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, what I meant is, let me give you an episode that is going to inspire you to really live your best life. Take your cue from our guest today. As someone who was born under the spotlight, she was definitely given a whole lot of opportunities, but it is what she did with those opportunities that is really amazing. Everything that she did, she has done with her own personal flair and confidence. She has made her mark in every role and every project that she has stepped into, unafraid to be herself with her dazzling personality and fierce determination. She continues to reinvent herself, and we can't get enough of the many shades of this gorgeous diva, Casey Concepcion. She is bold and she is daring. She took a breather from the entertainment industry at her peak, only to see the bigger picture, to find herself, and to reevaluate what mattered to her for a change. Now that's a self-love story right there. She is an advocate of body positivity, saying no to body shaming, and she believes in staying true to herself. She is living proof that you don't have to abide by the expectations set by society and the future is ours to create. So join me as we welcome Casey Concepcion. She is an actress, model, TV host, singer, ambassador of UN World Food Program and also Worldwide Fund for Nature, jewelry designer, video content creator, and finally, self-love advocate. Hi, Casey. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show and welcome. Sanaya, wow, that was a very generous and 
beautiful intro. Thank you for all your kind words. It's really nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I'm so looking forward to our conversation, Casey, because when I look at all the things you have done in your life, honestly, it amazes me. Like, how can someone have done all of those things and done such an amazing job at it? So I definitely admire you. And I want to know how you do all of this. Now, <laughs> now, let's start with being the daughter of a megastar in show business. How did you deal with all those inevitable expectations that were set from the very beginning? I mean, I'm sure people were expecting the daughter of a megastar to do the same thing or to prove herself in some way. So how did you cope with all of that? Well, for one, it was uh, definitely, you know, I, I would say a gift and a blessing to be able to say that I come from a family of artists. You know, in my father's side, I have my Lolo Juan or my grandpa Juan Aureliano, who was an architect and did a lot of these beautiful monuments that we know that still exist today, that are celebrated today. He was a painter and an architect. And then on my mother's side, of course, I have my mom and then also my grandparents, who there are two grandmas in our family that were also uh, into film and music and were in the entertainment industry. So I would say that this is sort of a family business of sorts to be in the arts, to be into arts and culture and also entertainment. And so just coming from a family that really respects and values arts and culture for me is such a big honor. I mean, we don't choose, you know, which family we're born into. We don't know, you know, who our parents are going to be. Your parents don't know who their daughter is going to be. And so like, I see that as a big blessing. I'm very grateful for it. But definitely, you know, having uh, parents who have succeeded and have achieved so much in the industry that you're also very passionate about it's kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg, because the reason I even became interested is probably because I was exposed to this world from the time I was born. When people ask me, you know, how, how long have you been in the industry? I just never know how to answer that because I feel like, you know, exactly that. I feel like since day one, I've been thrust into this whole like world of movies and film and TV and entertainment and music and all of that. So First and foremost, I think I've learned to be grateful for that. Uh, I never handled it so well before. I found it very hard to balance my gratitude over my my want to be um, given space to make mistakes, or space to learn, and space to, you know, just have my own thing and, and freely express myself without all these like rules and regulations and and all of these crazy, you know the business side of things, you know, and so in that sense, I think I had to grow up a lot. And there was a lot to learn. I had my, my, my parents to show me the ropes. But, you know, my father is an actor, too, and was actually doing movies before my mom uh, got into it. So, it, you know, it's nice to have their guidance. It's a lot easier now that I've had many, many years working on my own um, and carving my own path. And I'm pretty free spirited that way. You know, it definitely was a a journey for me to try and balance what people's expectations were of who I was and what I was about, and then introducing myself to people that I didn't want to be boxed in, that I wanted to explore as an artist, you know, many different genres, many different styles of uh, many different platforms of acting, music, and, and entertainment. So it's hard to take 
to, to be doing this, you know, and, and then kind of separating the personal from the, the passion, the work. Um, so it was a journey for me and my family too. No one expected me to be doing this. You know, they were grooming somebody else in the family to be the next artist in the family, the next working actor and the next, you know, and I think I was always just in the sidelines. You know, I, I, um, my grandma was always really supportive of her uppos, like all her grandchildren would be encouraged to like perform and, you know, get a brush and like pretend it was a mic and things like that. And she would always talk about like how bored she would be when she wouldn't see any of us on TV. And I guess, you know, she, she raised my mom in a way that, you know, who she is. And my grandma just got used to all these years, like all her life, just watching her daughter on TV. And so, you know, like she, she expects the whole clan to be the same, but there's only one megastar and that's my mom. And so it was always really kind of interesting for me to be in the sidelines, always observing and actually finding a natural sort of want and, and love for like music and performing and theater and films and acting and all these things. And I would audition at school when I was studying in, in Boston for some grade. I remember auditioning for musical and I got the role. And then I secretly, without telling my mom, I auditioned for, for um, Little Mermaid, this musical um, by trumpets. And, and then I got the role and then I auditioned for Beauty and the Beast, which, you know, the Manila cast of Disney's Beauty and the Beast with Atlantis and, Dis and Disney. And I got the role and I just kind of felt like there was something in it for me after a while. And, you know, growing up, I think it was a little unexpected because my mom always warned me about the other side of show business and the other mm -hmm. side of entertainment and really, really wanted to protect me the way she wants to protect her other children from, you know, all the, from the dark side of the industry, I guess. But you know, I think my love for the craft and it's also her, the way that she loved her craft, you know, that just kind of was something that she imparted. And so I just unexpectedly, you know, got this opportunity to, you know, Tito Ben Chan got me as a model for his clothing brand. And this was the same time I was auditioning for MTV as a VJ, um, MTV Asia. And then I auditioned for Disney's Beauty and the Beast and I got both jobs and so it was kind of just the universe bringing me towards that direction and confirming and affirming every step every step and I am a big believer of momentum I think I've known it since I was young without really understanding it but it's just kind of I just have that momentum and I have my parents to thank you know for opening up the doors and introducing me to this world and introducing me to the world but it's definitely a whole nother thing to carve your own path and do the actual work without the family name and without the extra wind that people like your parents or your mentors that put you there could give. And so, you know, that is really the personal challenge when you enter something big like that, like a life decision, you know, a career that you want to take on and you want to stick to for a long time. It's really more about staying and being able to weather the storms and being able to keep up with the time with the deadlines and keep up with them crazy work schedules and you know deal with many different people and be patient as you could be and as grounded as you could be you know stepping into such an exciting world and that that has been a journey for me for sure 
I mean, I definitely get, Casey, that there's been some really amazing influence in your life. And you definitely have the creative energies of like two families, you know, running into your (laughs) brain. So of course, it's not surprising. But I definitely see that your personality is is really yours. You know, there's definitely a very clear identity of who Casey is, at least the, the person that I see. But has it always felt that way? Like, have you always been able to find yourself among the expectations, among, you know, the, the family or the people that you might have seen growing up who, you know, are part of the fraternity already, you know? So what has been your struggle in that regard, if at all? It's so funny, Sanaya, that you'd ask this question because I was just talking to a friend about this today. So this job is not, it's not a job where you produce a piece of work and then you're the artist behind it, you know, like a painting or like a photographer or something or a writer, an author of a book, you know, there's no book, like you are the book, you know, and so there's a really fine line between your personal life and your work life. Um, And who you are in real life, there's a really fine line between that and who you are that people see and people think they know. So, I mean, there's different kinds of artists. There are definitely artists that might have come from, you know, a really anonymous situation that created this image of who they are and actually became that because they manifested it and they created it for themselves. And then there's artists like me who I guess were born into a situation. And you already come in as you are. I mean, I had a moment in my life in my teenage years or my 20s when I didn't realize, I think it was coming home from college when I was studying abroad. And I actually, Sanaya didn't realize that people had been watching me all my life. And when I got home, I was getting to know my audience and getting to know because I was maintaining a blog and I was writing in the lifestyle section of a national uh, newspaper, you know. And so I had a following there. They would like read about my my life weekly and the things I'd share in my like column and my and my blog. So I knew my followers as that. I had no idea the the rest of them that watched me growing up. I it just never occurred to me that they had already had an idea and this like preconceived notion of who I was that I felt like I was just introducing myself and they already knew who I was. And I'm like, but that's not really who I am. And it definitely <laughs> caused a stir in my own head because I, you know, it, 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 I definitely went through some uh, not identity crisis, but just like a little bit of confusion at some point uh, because of the way it happened so fast where like I was, you know, for five years maintaining a, a blog and people were there and uh, they were following and then all of a sudden coming home and then entering this world that was extra public. Uh, I definitely had to go through an, a huge adjustment period. And you really have to love your job and what you do to be able to stay and stick to it, you know? I, I, I agree with you completely because having so many people looking at you, judging you, having an opinion about you, you know, saying things about you, I mean, that is a tall order for any person. And for someone who, you know, is in her 20s, you're just about to find yourself and you have to deal with, all these other things. I mean, that's a lot for a person. Right. And I think like with people's opinions, I mean, most artists, most people that get into a public space because of their jobs, right? They at some point in their lives made that decision that this is the life that they want to take on. And this is the job that they want to take on. And then they kind of already have an idea 
how public that life would be. They know what they're getting into. They know what they signed up for. Exactly. And I think with me, I just happen to also love the job or love just the world of, you know, the performing arts, you know, and, and art, arts and culture in general. And I just have inclination to it. And I, I never really had that choice to be in it or not. And I felt like I don't want to be half baked into it just by having been born into this world. I might, I'm already there, you know, I might as well take it on and, and make of it what I will. And I think that's my motivation is to just kind of pivot. I had to pivot. I, I only had two choices, either to run away from it and do something completely different or take it on and take the opportunities and make the most of it because I had the heart for it anyway. Sometimes I chose my heart <laughs> over my head, I guess. Now, before we get to the next question, we're going to be right back after this short break. Hey you, yes you, I'm talking to you. If you like unscripted conversations on heartbreak, listen to Walwal Sesh, the podcast. Ang podcast ng mga sowi, hosted by Doc Gia. Part of the process of moving on is really accepting that it was or it never no, happened. Yeah. Take it one day at a time. Huh? Surrends. It's something that we need to, in a way, let people know that it's okay to cry. And... Vino. If you're just expecting, pero you're not doing anything or something, mm-hmm. para malaman ng partner mo kung ano ba yung pangailangan mo, then walang, walang mangyayari. Available on all major podcast platforms. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. You know, life always, you know, presents us with big decisions like this. And these decisions essentially chart the rest of our life. I mean, I understand that big decision of, you know, do you walk away? But then that regret might have been hanging over you. Like, what if, you know, what if I had gone into it? What if it would have been something that would have given me all this joy and pleasure as opposed to should I just go for it, embrace it and um, see where it goes? So I know like there's a lot of risk and a lot of uncertainty. And I think that currently, you know, people are going through so much more uncertainty and risk. So with the, with the COVID pandemic, what do you think, what would you identify, Casey, as the trait or perhaps what helped you to make that leap of faith, you know, to say, I'm going to give it all I've got despite these challenges and I'm going to go all the way with it? Well, I did try to use both my heart and my head. I felt like for one, you know, if you want to be completely practical about it, I said, well, this is an amazing job. And I, and it's in my line and my family line, and they must love it. And there's a reason that they are in it. <laughs> and um, I just observed my mom and saw how much love and passion she had for it. Yeah. And there was that impartation that she never realized had such a strong effect on me. It could have been anything else. I mean, she's imparted her love for interiors and architect and, you know, homemaking and design. And I kind of like got that from her too. But I just was so inspired by my mom. And to be honest, like when you grow up with parents or in a household where they introduce you to like different worlds and different things, you just grow a natural affinity towards it. So yeah, that wasn't a hard decision. I mean, I saw myself like going to auditions without telling my mom at the time when I was a teen. And I think, you know, when you're a teen, you don't really think things through so much. And the fact that I would like go and line up and I was like 175, like 
and there were more people behind, you know, like it, for you to sit there in line and just kind of wait and then <laughs> do the whole thing, you must really want to do it, right? Yeah. I would sing like in the garage and like, so I think it was on the, the most basic level, I think it was that. But beyond that, it was also just realizing, well, I could have stayed in Paris and done corporate jobs. I was already, you know, I, I was already in touch with like beauty brands and luxury houses. And, you know, I would still love to be connected to that. But it was a choice between flying back to the Philippines and taking on a job I knew I could do. And I knew I had like the mental broad, like bandwidth, the mental bandwidth to, to yeah. do. I understood that I had to work really hard and but I also understood that it was exciting and unpredictable and I that kind of was what attracted me to that being in a corporate job was definitely part of what I thought was my plan because it was the only thing I could see myself doing in France I mean I was going to get into beauty brands I was going to work corporate and do the whole thing and I was like sad I was like okay I don't mind working for L'Oreal or Chanel or whatever and you know I took three months I came back home to, to film some commercials because I still was getting work I was still sending out like I was still filming myself and sending things out and I was getting work while I was away and I just said okay I'll stay for three months you know I still had a bank account I still had an apartment in Paris and I didn't really think I would come to the Philippines and stay and then one thing led to another, and thank God, you know, I had a commercial lead to another commercial and then lead to a theater play and then lead to another thing. And then until I tried my hand at film and then I did acting workshops and three months became six months, became eight months, became a year. And next thing you know, I'm flying back to Paris to close my bank account and to close and to end my, you know, lease. And, right. and then I just decided to, you know, fly back here and see. And then a year turned into three years and turned into six years. And now I've been here 12 years. And um, I actually feel that it might be time soon to transition again, you know. Wow, it's been an interesting ride so far. That's for sure. <laughs> I thought about something you said. Um, you mentioned that some people get a chance to kind of almost curate their persona, their identity before they get into right. the industry, right? And I thought that was a very important point that – in the entertainment industry, there are people who are themselves and they might be more natural, but I would imagine that sometimes that's more difficult than this, you know, curation because you are very aware of what you're putting out into the world and it's very intentional. What are your thoughts about that and dealing with these different kinds of personalities? What have been the challenges, Casey? Wow. I mean, that's a very complex question to answer. I, I have so many life experiences that I could actually pull from to tell you to, to answer that. But, you know, I know I have friends in the industry here and also abroad who, you know, like there are instances where all of a sudden they're wearing more makeup and they're dressing a certain way that they never, you know, that is not in the style that, that they used to dress before. And when we have deep conversations over like cocktails or something at night, you know, they tell me, well, it's kind of like my protection where I would rather have people get to know my version of me that I show the public than like see 
and this is what they, they said, okay, it's not necessarily my views, but I can, it resonates with me sometimes where it's like, whereas if I go out barefaced and like just chill, it's so me and I'm, I feel so vulnerable that I don't want them to ruin or try to send me some, all that like negative energy that's so contagious actually, you know, and can mess with your own idea and, and love of yourself. So, and, and in that sense, it resonates with me, you know, Tanaya, like I, it's really so important to guard your energy and really protect who you are because it's just something you just, I mean, I've grown into it. And when I learned how to deal with bashers and negative energy and criticism and everything that actually does come with being so public in any genre, in any industry, you know, <laughs> the roads are not smooth. You know, there will always be fires to put out, <laughs> you know, and I think that energy is so sacred. It's definitely something that you need to ground yourself in you have to really learn to say no and I think when I learned to say no to certain things then my yes meant more and when I educated myself and kind of wanted to be smarter and smarter and smarter about the business side of the industry what are people's motivations what do people want like people that manage you people that produce for you people that work with you what is who what do they want like what is their mindset you know like and it wasn't until i put myself in people's shoes people around me and filling in the different roles around because you know how we have big teams like we have teams surrounding us it doesn't take just an artist to have a career here you know it, it takes in any industry it takes a team sometimes you can't do it alone you can't achieve things alone and it takes a team so it wasn't until I learned to step into their role and see things from their shoes, putting myself in their shoes, that I realized, oh, I get it. That's the motivation. Oh, and they don't want to give me a free day and a day off. That's their motivation. Because if I take this day off, this is what they don't get. And it wasn't until I learned to do that that I understood my role, my own role and what I can contribute to the world. It's kind of like, what is your value? Like then you realize what your value is and you realize that you can actually say no to certain things. And when you do say yes, that it's valued even more because they know you've given it thought. And so it's just really kind of like a muscle that you just have to educate yourself in a way that's not always dramatic or personal or emotional you know it's easy to like react emotionally to things but sometimes you just have to take the higher road and think you know work smart and that's kind of what helps me rationalize and see things from a more different perspective and so that's why I feel more grounded because I see things in a way that I almost kind of studied it in, in a crazy way. I'm just, or maybe I'm just a geek. You know, um, Casey, I love what you related because what you're talking about are all these things that are so important to learn on a self-love journey. So you talked about grounding. You, you talked about seeing things from other people's perspective, understanding where they're coming from. And then you learned how to say no. You learned like when to say yes, when to say no. And the one I really love is the boundaries. 
you know, you know how much to give and you know when to pull back. And I think these are really important lessons, Casey, for everyone to learn, because this is where you need to learn how to draw the line, you know, draw the line in the sand, or you got to know how much you are willing to give up and what you're going to get in return. So I really acknowledge that. And I appreciate that you've shared that with us, because I think it is something that a lot of people can take a page from your book, you know, on this. Now, there's something... um, that also came to mind as you were talking. You took a self-imposed hiatus from your career at a time when, you know, you were extremely busy. You know, some people would say that was your peak and you walked away for a while. So (laughs) does any of these experiences you've related, I mean, is this what happened? Is this what it took? So why did you step away? What did you learn? And was it the right decision? Oh, it definitely was the right decision. I can say that now. It's been three and a half years. Well, it was it was about four years. Of course, now I'm I'm getting back into it online. I'm going back to my where I began, you know, online and the the digital world. But this time as a video, as a content creator, and and in that sense as a producer, you know. But I definitely had to relearn my. You know, they they talk about branding so much, right? And how you brand yourself and how you brand your business. And I felt like in, you know, there was really a time, and this is very personal, but I'll share it with you because it is about self-love and everything. Um, there was a time that, you know, I'm very personal, but I'll share it, that I felt like this toy that people, you know, was interesting to people. People love this toy. And Certain people just wanted to dismantle that toy and see how it works. And then when they couldn't put it back together, they just kind of like hands off it. And then then they kind of just, you know, hands off. I'm going to leave this toy here. And I don't know how to put it back together. So I'm just going to slowly walk away and pretend nothing happened. And in a weird way, that's really how I felt. I felt like some character in the toy story or something where I'm like, well, wait, you like, dismantled me, told me I was this and I wasn't that and who I was and who I wasn't and how I should dress and how I shouldn't dress, what color my makeup should be, what color my makeup should not be, how I should speak, how I should not speak. And then I was slowly like losing myself in the process of this this whole thing that like, I just felt like the people were trying to manufacture me in a way that wasn't true to me anymore. And when I felt that it was a danger zone on a spiritual and personal level, you feel it in your gut that this wasn't right. You know, I felt it in my gut that I wasn't being uh, being true, being, you know, maybe that it just wasn't me anymore. I listened to that. It was, there was a huge, like, like a, you know, big red light blinking. Like I felt it so strongly spiritually. I felt you heard your inner voice, Casey. Like you were able to hear that intuition. I, like more than, sorry about that. Yeah, but more than inner voice, it was like on a cellular level, everything about me was rejecting it already. Like I, I was just like, my cells are like, no, no longer <laughs> doing this to me. And I just had to, you know, I respect the people that I work with and I love them. They're all just doing their job. It, this is more like my personal journey, you know? And no, I'm not like, 
pointing fingers at anybody. I don't want to be misunderstood. But I think like on a personal level, it's just my personality is to just like, you know, I, I felt that I had more to offer the world than the box I was being put. It was a beautiful box. You know, it, it, it wasn't a bad box, but it was still a box. And I, I needed to learn to say no. And I needed to learn to evolve and allow myself to evolve. You know, it was just at that point, we were a machine. Yeah. We were machines. Like, I think there's an advantage to that. Like when you're trying to meet deadlines, I'm still, I still work like a machine right now with the things that I do. But I don't think that it should compromise who you are and the things we believe in and the things you want to talk about. If you have an opinion, a woman should have, a, should have a voice. And when you're not allowed to use that voice and you're not allowed to express yourself in a way that's true to you, that where you're not harming anyone and you're still, you know, serving some good things, and I don't see why you should be, I mean, I respect discipline, don't get me wrong, but it's just, I, I needed I needed to take a step back and remember who I was. So you took the step back, but you came back. Okay. Now, how is it different after, you know, that break? What what changed or what are you doing in such a way that you will not end up back there again? I was not as smart as I think I might be now. I'm not saying I'm smart, but I, I do definitely spend time putting myself in other people's shoes. So it's in the little things. It goes from the little things to the big things, the way people talk to you, how comfortable they feel talking to you in ways that are actually disrespectful. But like, because they're so minute, there are nuances that I never picked up before, but I knew it didn't feel right. And people have a way of feeling too comfortable that they speak to you in a certain way and think you're going to be fine with it or won't notice or they think they're right. And it's in the little things, those things, you know, just the respect of people around you. Yeah. And, and I think that when I took a step back, Zanaya, like I just started creating art. I just started drawing and sketching and it freed my mind and it freed my heart and it, it freed my soul to, to start exploring life life you know not studio life not you know the four walls of our of our building life but life like the world out there I think it was very spiritual for me I, I really felt it on a cellular level that in the Philippines I have so much cellular memory of like who I should be and who people see me as and what my family is about and you know all these things and it's just such a challenge to like allow yourself to evolve and pivot and, you know, be the best person you can be to attract all these wonderful things you dream about for yourself. I started drawing every day. Everything suddenly inspired me. I think, Casey, what happened with you is you had to step out of your life to find your authentic self. Like in spiritual terms, we talk about authenticity and being that authentic self. And I think, you know, you talk about being true to who you are. And that's what it sounds like to me is finally, you were who you wanted to be, you know, and that's why all that creativity was coming in. And you were able to express yourself without, you know, all that noise of like, what you should and should not do, or how you should and should not be. And you were just kind of free to be yourself. 
I love that word free for sure. I mean, I am free spirited as a person. And when you start to lose bits and pieces of yourself because of the things you're achieving, actually, in a way, if those bits and pieces are the negative things, then by all means, lose them. But if you're already losing your spirit and your energy that was so beautiful before, yeah. then you know something has to change and you feel that. You see it in your eyes, you know, your own eyes when you look in the mirror. That's what it was. And, you know, when I just took a, a breather, I mean, we also had like, um, so my grandmother passed during this time and then I was turning 30. And so I think those were two big milestones in my life that really pushed me to change something to shift and I listened you know everything is about timing everything I felt like I just had no momentum for anything at all at that time I had no plans I could not make plans I had no idea what I wanted I mean I was just telling my friend I didn't even know how I liked my eggs cooked I didn't even know what what colors I liked anymore you know like I was trying like crazy like a crazy like situation where you're just not even sure about what you even like anymore and I had to definitely take a step back and breathe and take care of my body I wasn't taking care of my body at all you know I was not sleeping and and uh, not eating well and and just I was so thin I was like always trying to maintain my tv weight and I, I know exactly what my tv weight is up to today like I know that if I want to go back to tv I still in my heart would want to be that like look like that but in a healthier way but at the time I was you know really really like conscious of my body and wanting to wanting to stay at my tv weight because I looked I felt that I looked my best and I was always like pressuring myself because I didn't want to fail anybody I wanted to make my parents proud and, and make the family proud that I was the unexpected artist in the family. They were grooming somebody else to be out there. And then I suddenly was it because of an opportunity of somebody then putting me on a platform and my mom agreeing to it. And so it just became that, but I just wasn't mentally prepared to, you know, I, I think I'm very adaptable as a person, which is really important, an important quality to have to be adaptable. But I definitely, it definitely has been a process. And I think that I've been able to heal and I've been able to actually get my energy back and get my, find the light. You know, I found some kind of light back and, and it just felt so good to be able to say no and not and be gentle and still feminine and kind about it, you know, not, not abrasive about it, but just really like, firm and gentle and feminine still and so I think that's it and, and and then weirdly enough when I started like creating things you know Sanaya like I suddenly felt a lot more girly and a lot more feminine than I did before because when I was like always on the go and always trying to like do my best with every show you you know like you're pushing yourself like I felt so like it was just so masculine. I can't even explain. It's like all of a sudden now I just feel like such a girl. I feel like I feel like I became so much more gentle and so much more like understanding and gracious with people. And people always tell me that. And I'm like, really? But I, it helped to be able to just give yourself that time to rest and breathe and listen to what you want to do. And 
without hurting anybody, doing it right without burning any bridges. You know, you have to do things right. You don't just say like, oh, you don't, you're not a, you shouldn't be abrasive with pivoting. You shouldn't, you shouldn't really be, I mean, for me, I just try my best not to be abrasive about it, but I try my best to be firm and still very cautious about, you know, how I end things and move forward. But it takes a lot of energy to do that too, you know? So I'm really happy that I was able to transcend and, and kind of really take that time to just like, it was hard. It was really hard. Like there were moments where you felt like nothing was happening. And like this weird, like the feeling of being stuck and that momentum is stuck and there's no momentum and your energy is just like not amazing. And it's just not a good place to be. And so you just have to like choose situations that help shift things for you and push you forward. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, I no, you know what, Casey, you brought up some really, really interesting points. There's so much I actually wanted to ask you about from there. But one thing I liked what you said, I liked what you said about the energy and how you came from a place where it was a very go, go, go pushing energy, which is why you described it as a more of a masculine energy, which it is when you're very like, you know, having to kind of use all your energy to push forward, that is more masculine energy. But when you kind of allow things to happen, that's the feminine energy. And I think that you got to a place where there was so much self-love that it was just kind of flowing <laughs> out, you know, it was spilling out. So it's so much easier. I think so. Maybe, you know, but I didn't know all these things before. I just went with, you know, feeling your way through things is also important because that's the stuff you can't rationalize, you know, you, so it's just, I see how my decision for my career has affected my behavior towards personal relationships. Like I see how much more relaxed I am and trusting and also a lot more, you know, like, yeah, like understanding I am now. I mean, when I was working like that, I had no patience for men. I was like, (laughs) I just, you know, and now it's just kind of like, yes, I want to get to know you. Yes. Let's have a conversation. Yes. You know, like, you know, in fact, we're people, we're not machines, we're not robots. You can't just be so good at one thing and then think that doesn't affect another area of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. I think you're definitely much more open now. And I think you are more like going with the flow. And I feel that with you, you know, your energy is very open, very relaxed, and it's showing up. You know, Um, I also thought, Casey, you brought up a very good point about how you lost yourself among the go, 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 you know, all the things you were doing. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, even, you know, as a as a mother or as a wife or someone with a career, we get kind of sucked into all the things we're doing and we lose sight of who we are. And sometimes it even changes us. We might not even like the person we've become, but I like how you shared that you can step away. And sometimes you need to step away to find yourself, to focus on yourself and to remember that you are important, you know, that you are a priority and that you should, that you can work on those things that um, you may want to change in your life. So I think that is so inspiring. Something that I think, I feel inspired by, and I'm sure our listeners do too. Now, you have a lot of amazing advocacies 
that I've been following your YouTube video, getting unready with Casey. <laughs> that was amazing. I mean, just the way it was shot. It wasn't a long video. I think it was a little bit over a minute or so, but I was riveted, you know? So what was your message or what was the statement you were trying to make with that video? Wow. Thank you for your kind words. And I, I, I didn't think much when I made that video. I, it was actually a spur of the moment thing. I felt that I was wearing so much makeup and people in this industry and on, you know, I, I don't know. I just wanted people to see that if I put out content, it's just because I want to share, you know, certain things that I know and I'm not trying to be or doing it. Basically with everything I've told you about working with a huge, like giant of a network and how they function and, and it's great. It's made careers and really, you know, created successful careers for people and people in return have been able to support their families and live an amazing life. So it's, you know, but for me on a personal level, I think coming back to the digital world is such a gift and I don't take it for granted because these are, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, or maybe one minute or that you can actually put out and they don't have to be controlled by anybody. And it was just my way of signaling that, hey, this is me. Like, you see me on cam, and then you see me with no makeup on, and and this is me. Take it or leave it, you know? And I think it's important for people to appreciate things like makeup and beauty and fashion. And, you know, I'm still a girl at the end of the day. I like to dress up. I love it, actually. You know, I'm attracted to all the colors and all of the things, but but it's also equally important to actually look at who you really are without these things. And there's a good, like, you know, it's like there's a good blend of, of not going to the extreme of being like, oh, I, you know, like don't hate on like fashion, don't hate on beauty. I mean, I love all these things, but there is a good balance of, okay, when the lights are off, you have to be comfortable with who you are. And especially in these pandemic times, I don't think that the priority is to get as many views as possible. I don't think the priority is to get as many likes as possible unless it's, you know, because you want to work and earn a living in these times, then I understand that. But, you know, there has to be a reminder that people are still people. I mean, you know, I like... I mean, I just posted something about pearls. I mean, I'm, I'm studying pearls right now. My friends at Jewelm are actually sponsored a like intensive pearls course, and I'm uh, studying to I'm studying gemology right now with GIA. So, you know, and I just realized I just put in my caption. You know, I come to think of it, pearls are sand, like sand was quarantined in an oyster and emerged as a pearl, as a golden pearl. You know, and I just have so much hope for how humans are going to emerge from this challenging time. I agree with I you, honestly, Casey. I agree that this whole quarantine has been like a retreat. You know, we're all on this personal retreat. We're all these little, you know, pearls to be when that oyster <laughs> opens up, you know, and I'm what I'm, you know, how, how we reinvent ourselves as human beings. I love the video. I thought it was really beautiful. And I think what really 
made an impact on me is, you know, on Instagram, you see all these videos of people putting on makeup and how to like make your makeup look good, which is great. I love it. But then your video was taking it all off. And at the end of it, it was just you bare, honest as you are and beautiful. And so I thought that was really, really powerful. And I also think this whole idea of the pearl that we're all pearls in the making. And if we just give ourselves the time to explore, you know, to, to kind of um, cook, whether it's in an oyster, it's in our homes, whatever it may be, like there's something in the making. And I think that's For the sure. hope, like you said. That's definitely the hope. Now, something else that you're a big advocate about is body positivity and saying no to body shaming. So I love to quote that. You, I think you put it on social media. When life gives you curves, embrace and flaunt them. So tell me more about your <laughs> philosophy. Oh, well, I think female bodies should definitely be celebrated. You know, these are pandemic times. We're talking about health and wellness. I mean, really, should, should the priority be to bash somebody because of the size or the shape or the whatever? No. The priority is to support each other, to be our healthiest, and so we can fight whatever virus comes our way. That, isn't, that the, isn't that what the common sentiment should be? You know, I mean, I just feel sad about during these times, especially, you know, people's spending energy and actually having the audacity to go and bash somebody online for their bodies because it's not the size that they want would, that would be convenient and pleasurable to them. And I think that women have amazing bodies, especially women that take care of themselves. And people never know what is really going on behind closed doors. You know, you people should be more respectful, I think, about these comments and more respectful about people and what they might not be talking about. You know, there is a reason a person gains weight and there is a reason a person loses weight. And if these weight gain and weight loss situations are to the extreme, then something has to be happening that you're not privy to. So it's it's really such a sensitive topic that goes way beyond just celebrating women. I think in these pandemic times, we need to be more respectful of, you know, what of people, especially when it comes to, you know, certain indications of the, of the conditions of their bodies. And, and these are things that, you know, people take lightly. They don't think that there's anything wrong with saying anything bad about somebody, you know, not being the way they want them to be. But really hard to do that to a person you don't know what battles they're facing in you know when it comes to their health and things like that to be honest I don't advocate being very 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 heavy I also don't I'm not just because of body positivity if I see that you're like super overweight or super thin I, I don't see why I would voluntarily support that because there is a reason you've become that way and I want to support wellness I want to be able to encourage people to look into their health and see why they're gaining all that weight or losing all that weight. Because I think there's a reason you would look a certain way when if you're in a healthier disposition, you would probably be at a weight that was healthy for you. So I'm even if it's body positivity, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to support 
extreme weight loss or extreme weight gain. No, like I, I still think people can still be their best by looking into their health and seeing what they need to balance out and pay attention to. And that in itself will bring them back to the weight that is healthy for them. So I, I advocate a healthy weight. I advocate being fit and healthy and being well. I don't advocate, you know, just saying, oh, body positivity, I don't care if I'm like 200 pounds and I'm not supposed to be. No, I, I don't advocate that either. But like in my case, I looked into my health and there's a reason why I was either losing weight so fast or gaining weight so fast. And when I found out and, you know, I, I'm just trying to eat my best, my health, and that's probably at my healthiest, not my fittest, but healthiest in terms of my food intake for sure. I've been eating more greens, more, you know, fish and maybe, you know, chicken, but like organic and, and, uh, and, and, you know, those are my choices, but, you know, definitely moving around a lot. I advocate that, you know, I, I don't think you should feel like you should be an athlete levels all the time, but definitely move your body, you know, and that's just, I think whenever I move my body, I go to the gym or I just walk around, I just walk around you know simple as that and sweat it out I feel sexier and I and I feel you know I I feel better I feel like I'm more alert my mind clears up so it just makes so much sense right doesn't it I mean for sure I mean we can't just be like let's celebrate our bodies and I don't care like Casey said love your body no it's not that it's it's love your body don't be too harsh but definitely do your part in figuring out how you could be better and and healthier and fitter and sexier for sure I I agree. And I think that you said something earlier, which applies here as well. You talked about respect. You know, you talked about self-respect when it came to boundaries and sort of learning to say no. And I think it's the same thing with our body. So body positivity, while still respecting your health, your body, you know, making sure that you have balance, that you're considering your well-being and not just finding an excuse for something that's just not healthy in any way for yourself. So what are your favorite self-care, well-being, and fitness rituals, Casey, that make you feel, you know, healthy and still working towards being fit? So what do you believe in or what would you suggest to other people? I would definitely, number one, say eat more greens most definitely eat more greens. I eat greens in the morning now. And then just really try to move. I mean, that's something I still need to work on. You know, I I definitely want to add more energy to my body in ways that are natural, um, because I want to be able to be alert, alive, enthusiastic. I want to be able to, you know, feel like I can just get some sunshine and get out and walk and just sweat. And I need to sweat more. I need to push myself to like move more. That's probably the point that I really need to improve on is the exercise part. You know, when you're caught up with work and you're caught up with all the things you need to get done at a certain time in the day, you, you're like, oh, I'll just, I'll just work out later. Oh, I can walk tomorrow. It's, you know, but definitely give time to that. I'm telling myself that it's really, really going back to the basics, you know, <laughs> I've learned to chew my food better. <laughs> like I just little things, you know, or, and then just also paying attention to avoiding stress and also 
learning to say, hi, I need time alone. I just need this time to sleep. I just need this time to be on my own, pray, and set my intentions. What do I want? You know, like, I think I have a problem sometimes. I know what I don't want, but I always know what I want. Or maybe I'm afraid sometimes to, to be so specific with want, because what if, you know, it's always what if, what if. And I think now I'm learning to just say, no, this is what I want. And then at some point when you get happening, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, like then you realize you just know what you want. It's kind of just, it, it just falls into place. And so right now I just want to be at my healthiest. That's really, it's just going back to the basics really. And I think that's why I've been out of Manila because I live alone. I live in a small condo unit on my own with my two dogs and it was actually getting really hard and um I just wanted to get out and get some sun and and be around greenery and and be around nature I think nature is so healing it's such a healing feeling like just remind yourself of the grass and like the ground and the sky and just trees you know like it's so crazy how big of a difference nature can make. And, and people take that for granted when they don't live in the city. All of a sudden, the city is not as sexy as it used to be, you know, for me at for least. Sure. I hear you. But, you know, I say that all the time, Casey, with my students, with my clients. Like when you're just feeling kind of low or anxious or overwhelmed and you just take a walk in the park, you know, or you just go hug a tree. I mean, nature is one of the most powerful healing energies in this on this planet. So I am a big advocate of being in nature. And I think, you know, every now and then we should just kind of take a staycation or just go out for a drive and just breathe fresh air, get out of the city, like you said. And I think it really recharges the batteries. And it also kind of gives you a lot of creative energy to come back to your life, you know, and doing more. Now, Casey, we're getting close to the end of the show. And I'm having honestly so much fun because I'm learning a (laughs) lot about you. And this has really been a great conversation. But I can't let you go without asking you about love. Okay, so oh dear. <laughs> yes, I, I want to know where you stand right now with love and relationships. What are your thoughts about soulmates? What's in store for you? I definitely believe in soulmates. Well, I believe in soulmates if you are both working towards, you know, being in that frequency together, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's it's really weird. There was a moment in my life recently where I just, I really wanted something. And then I just really was yearning for something. I'm I'm not going to share it too much, but I was just like, I just really willed for it to happen. And things just started, you know, to happen. Like I started, you know, being in touch with certain people that I felt like I I've known for a really long time and, and, and it's just all about like connection and also compatibility and, and the right timing. I think it's really interesting to see how things just hit at the right time and then they hit right. 
but you both have to will it at the same time. And that's why I believe in soulmates. I think if both people willed for it to happen at the same time, then it just matches. And I do believe in that because it's hard to have something that the other person is not wanting the same thing, right? So when you find a person that wants the same thing and then it hits and it hits at the right time, then definitely I do believe in soulmates. But in terms of love and, and all that, I mean, I will definitely want to attract that same energy in my life that I've been working on. I've been working a lot on on clearing my energy and really wanting to be the person that I dream to be, the woman that I want to be. I mean, I'm not perfect. Nobody is perfect at all. But there are definitely situations where, okay, I reacted this way to this certain thing because blah, blah, blah. I don't want to act that way anymore. Okay, I made a mistake here. I don't want to ever make that mistake again. That is not happening again. And this is what I need to change. And that's just fair for whoever, whoever that person might be. When I meet that man, I definitely would want to be helpful to him as well as him to me in just keeping at that level of always just wanting to be the best that you can be. I mean, maybe I'm just crazy that way. Like I want to self-actualize all the time and I always want to be like better and better. But, but I, I mean, there's, you know, you don't lose anything when you try, you know, and you become a better person, touch the lives of people. It's it just in a different way. And, you know, I, I just want to be able to know when the timing is right and do things when time is right. And, and in that sense, both, it just has to, you know, do you believe in soulmates? I do. I completely do. And I do think there's that moment where like the stars align and two people who are really meant to be, and it's the right time they come together. But I also think you're really spot on Casey with what you're doing. I do teach. I very much believe that where we are on our own journey of life, whether it's self-love or our own sort of spirituality, we are going to attract someone into our life who's exactly at that level. So if you're still like working all your stuff out, you know, you're going through a lot of your own personal stuff. If you attract a soulmate at that point, that soulmate's going to have all this other stuff going on in his life. And two people in the midst of conflict internally are just going to create more conflict in the relationship. That's why when you said timing, it's really about timing. And there are people who have come and gone in our lives and it was the wrong timing because either we weren't ready or they weren't ready. And we were just still working on being like our best version of ourselves. And when you said like self-actualization, like self-actualization, Casey, is like that point where you really fall in love with yourself. That's the point where you don't need anybody else because you're so complete. And at that point, the soulmate literally just like walks into your life and is as self-actualized as you are. And when those two people come together, that is one of those amazing relationships. You know, the ones they write about, those relationships where two people really fit and they're very compatible. So I think compatibility is a really big thing in relationships. Like you can love each other, but you might not be compatible. But when like the timing is right and you are just, you know, you love yourself, you're self-empowered, you know who you are. I think that's the point you connect with someone who's in exactly the same energy. And that's 
just beautiful. So that's my wish for you. I mean, I, I also believe that women should also put in their own efforts to help the guy to, because that man might also realize that you coming in his life was exactly what he needed, you know, and I know certain people in my life that are still single and they're just waiting for like something to fall on their lap. So I don't know, of course, you know, better than me because you, this is what you do for a living is to, you know, but, but I, I feel like, no, like inner work has to be your work. And you have to put in the inner work. I mean, that, I, I think that's, that's, that's something I learned throughout this quarantine is to do inner work. And I guess I've been doing it since I took a step back from showbiz before. You know, that is so important. Like, why don't people teach this in school? You know, why don't they, they teach that personal work is also as important as, like, academic homework? <laughs> you know, like, these are life skills that children need in their, in, when they grow up. Like, I don't understand why it's not taught by schools. I mean, shouldn't they be like well-rounded individuals that learn how to do this and meditate and things, you know, like, I mean, I, I have a lot to learn with meditation, but I think I have my own ways of meditating. I mean, I do pray and I do take a step back and just tune into what I want. And I have, like, I have this sketch pad that was meant for designing. And I just write when I, I have to visualize what feel I want and what I want. And I just write and I always have a blank sheet, like a, a notebook with me, you know, and it's like that guy has to come into your life, that person, whoever that person might be, I feel would want to come into my life being part of like a life that I've made a beautiful life, you know, like that I want to also enter a man's life where that life is a beautiful life. I mean, it won't be perfect all the time, but I want to be able to feel that the guy is constantly putting forth effort to make it, you know, to make it the best life that he and we could live. And so if, yeah. I, I don't think that everybody's like that. I don't think everybody really believes it's a priority. I think people are like, oh, you have so much time in your hands or it's because you have this and you have that. But no, I think no matter what social status or what background, it's important to be able to, you know, to, I mean, if, if you have the chance and you're still single and you still have the choice, um, like yeah. me, it's definitely a lot of work to, yeah. to work on yourself and realize where you're not perfect. You know, oh, I'm always looking at the other person and what they're not doing right, but then what about me? Like, you know, I, I'm not amazing when I react to certain things a certain way. I mean, I don't think I'm charming when I'm like abrasive or, or maybe not as gentle and kind as, you know, I could be, you know, and, and then I work on that and I point that out to me more than I do like, oh, that person did this, that person's not that. And I think that's a big change that happened in my life where now I always just kind of sit back, stare at you. And I'm like, hmm, this is where I could have been better, but this is also where you're crossing the boundaries. And so then I'll decide whether you're out of my life or I just take a step back or I limit my exposure to you. So I hope that my soulmate definitely, you know, I think, I don't know if he's already come, but I definitely hope that it becomes something in this life because I want to yeah. experience that. 
Yeah. I'm sure. You know, um, <laughs> Casey, first of all, you echo my sentiments completely. Like, of course, they should be teaching this. Like, why doesn't everyone know all of this? But, you know, Casey, that's why the podcast. That's why I look for people like you who have, you know, traversed this journey, who have learned to love themselves and who've kind of come out on the side where they finally understood the importance of self-love, of inner work, you know? And I, I also love how you talked about being responsible for yourself. Like we're always looking at the other person and what's wrong or what's right about them. But like you said, you know, turn the mirror on us and let's see if we have all those qualities that make us attractive to somebody else. Like if we want someone who has their life together, you know, who's really just someone you can rely on, someone you can completely fall in love with, you know, someone you can trust, then we have to be that person. You know, when I was a child, um, someone told me this, and I will never forget this quote. This person told me that there's no such thing as a soulmate. Okay. But you have to become that perfect soulmate for somebody else. It's not like you're just born that way, but you have to become the version of yourself that makes you perfect as you are, but that also makes you so perfect for someone else who's looking for someone just like you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I that's like also the- a gift to him. That's also a gift yeah. to the men, you know, for in the sure. same way that that would be a gift to you, whoever that person might be for you. For sure. I think, you know, growing up, it's always, especially coming from strong women in my life, you know, the, the, the narrative was, or the mandate actually was, live your life like you don't need a guy. But I do need yeah. that person in my life because at this point that I've worked on myself, worked on my career and done my inner work, and I, I'm still, I don't think it ever stops. I don't think it should stop. But now it's like, but no, I mean, there are certain things that man can give me that I can't give myself. You know what I mean? Of course. And, and it's, it's just, no, like that openness to the man is what he needs from you because you have to let him be the man. And so I think that's a big, big revelation for me is yeah. men need women as much as women might want or need men. Um, but I don't think you need them in the sense that they'll complete you and make you, you know, you can actually, I mean, I can't speak for like single moms and people that have gone through a lot with their own people. I I can't speak for anybody else but me. So yeah, for me, I I may be a, a hope, you know, I may be a romantic that way, but I am a romantic and it's, and I still do want that presence of a man in my life. I think it's about finding the person who's going to complement your life. As you said, not complete you, not fulfill you, but finding the right compatibility. Because at the end of the day, we're human beings and we need interaction with others. We need connection. And this pandemic, I think, has taught a lot of us that we can't do this alone. You know, we'd go crazy if we had to be locked in our home. Tell me about it. I went through exactly that. I did get locked into my home alone for almost three months and I don't ever want that to happen again. So I I definitely was a a milestone moment for me to, you know, go through this pandemic that in alone that way. I mean this quarantine that way. So I definitely am very open to connecting and and 
seeing and exploring being with somebody right now for sure. And Amazing. I was never this open and vulnerable before. And, and um, I was always afraid of guys. I don't know. Like I always, I always had my walls up and um, it's just so different. My approach now, I think than before. You know, I, uh, I think this is the point. Usually when, when I see people get to this point in their life, that's when soulmates start pouring in. So Casey, <laughs> there's, I'm sure a lot of interesting things that are going to come ahead. And I'm very interested to see what happens, but we are, so. we are at the end of the show, Casey. So I want to ask you for a message to our listeners I call it uh, the Project Loving Myself mantra that you would like to share with our listeners, what you believe that you want to impart to them about self-love or something you've learned that you'd like to share. Wow, I'm no guru or anything, but um, I definitely think that you should really take time to get to know yourself, get to know what you're capable of doing, all the good and all the not so good. You have to know what your weaknesses are, your, your weak points, you know, and you have to know until where you can do things on your own, you know, and you have to know your own boundaries, what is okay for you and what's not okay for you. And, and really don't be afraid to not always meet people's expectations when it comes to your personal life. For business, of course, I understand. For business, of course, you know, but don't make the mistake of treating your personal life like a business so much. Like you have to tune in to what you want and what feels right in your gut, you know. But you also always have to study um, educating yourself about certain people, certain things, and don't be so in your own mind that you forget that you're part of a bigger picture. You know, like you will learn a lot about yourself and about the world by seeing how other people live and, and observing other people around you and understanding, you know, like I said, putting yourself in other people's shoes. So you don't always like accept things personally you know a lot of the time it's not really about you a lot of the time it's also about who they are so yeah. if that means they criticize you or they might have things to say it's it's also about who they are and what they lack that they have that energy to to, to shoot at you or to, that energy to throw at you that's not really positive energy so um, I think that and just not being too pressured to meet people's expectations and don't be you know don't lose yourself in the process and if you do always find your way back I think it's so important because then you'll just be open to new possibilities I mean one thing I'm learning from my friend Doc Marie um, here in this wellness retreat where I'm at you know she just said open yourself up to miracles happening every day Make it like believe that miracles will happen every day for you as if it was a normal thing. And that's because you yourself are doing the inner work and you believe in what you want and you're not hurting anyone in the process. And 
you know, you have to listen to your body and you have to listen to yourself and enough with all the chatter. There's enough of that going on. It's so busy online. It's so busy everywhere. Um, your parents only want the best for you and the people that have raised you only want the best for you, but essentially you really need to tune in to, to yourself and what feels right for you. Because if you're not comfortable with what's happening, sometimes it's good, but a lot of the time it's also because something's wrong. So you always have to gauge and take time to think about decisions, you know? So I guess that, but also just have fun. I think like one thing with me, I just, I want to enjoy myself. And anything I get into or anybody I talk to, I just want to enjoy myself. I want to do it because it makes me feel good. And I, I want to make other people feel good. And at the end of the day, that's, that's, that's what it's about. Just enjoying and enjoying this life and all this you know, and using your five senses to enjoy, to just, or whatever senses you have to just take in the world and experience and just, and just, you know, experience that and, and live life, you know, live life, I think is the most important. You got to live, man. You got to live your life. <laughs> Casey, thank you for that beautiful message. I, I felt it. I mean, I really felt it in my heart of hearts. Um, so thank you. Thank you again for giving me your time for answering all these really deep and I know intimate questions. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's, uh, you know, delved this deep into to what's going on with you, but I'm glad I got the chance to do that. Casey, oh gosh, I appreciate it. Casey, can we invite people? Because I know you're creating a lot of content. Can you invite mm-hmm. people um, and give them details where they can get more of your content? Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, well, I do have a YouTube channel, you guys. It's called The Casey Diaries, or you could just go on Christina Concepcion, Christina with a K. And um, I also have a weekly Instagram cooking show on Saturdays, Philippine time, 11 a.m. So we just, you know, me and, and my friends, we just cook. They teach me how to cook while we're together, but apart. And uh, it's fun. You know, I have like different people on the show. Um, I've had, you know, fellow artists and celebrity chefs on the show. I've had, um, you know, journalists and billionaires and athletes on the show. And um, most importantly, these are just like friends of mine that I thought could share like one recipe they want to share with you and me. Together, we're going to learn one recipe at a time. And on my blogs, on my YouTube channel, we are going to be taking big bites out of life one video at a time. So I hope you guys enjoy being on this ride with me. Um, thank you to my 100,000 plus subscribers already. But really more than that, I just want to share what I know and you can share with me in return. So let's just have fun together and just, you know, go on this life adventure together and learn from each other. I love learning. I'm such a curious cat. It's crazy. So I love learning from the online community where I first began. And this podcast, oh my gosh, I'm going to be watching all the episodes. I want to learn from Project Loving Myself, Benaya. And and I'm really really, really so honored to have been invited over. And I'd, I'd love to have more conversations with you um, off camera, like behind the scenes, just learn. And, and um, thank you for sharing your time with me too. Casey, we're definitely going to connect after this. I completely feel it. So <laughs> thank you. Are you as floored by Casey Concepcion as I am? I had no idea behind that personality we see on TV, on YouTube, on Instagram, there was all this going on. 
And I loved it. I mean, I loved how she's been working on herself. You know, she's very clear about where her uh, areas of improvement should be. She knows who she is and she's working on it. You know, she's trying to be that the best she can be. And I see it. Like, honestly, she was oozing positivity and there was just such a gentle energy about her. It's the mark of someone who has really learned to fall in love with herself. And I love that she is the perfect role model for this show. Now, tell me what you thought. Connect with me to share your thoughts on at Project Loving Myself podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And definitely tag me at Sanaya Gurnamal. That's S-A-N-A-I-Y-A-H-G-U-R-N-A-M-A-L. And you can find me on all social media channels. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Project Loving Myself podcast, where you find ways and inspiration to live a life that is just bigger than who you are, a life that brings meaning to yourself and adds value to the world around you. And I think that when you get to that point where you are more than just what's going on with you, you will start shining your light and sharing your love with others. So I give you today the Project Loving Myself thought for the week, which is you can be a masterpiece and still be a work in progress. So learn to love yourself while still doing the inner work, improving yourself, being the version you choose to be. This is Sanaya, and it's time for me to say goodbye on the Project Loving Myself podcast. But I'll see you again next week. Thank you again for joining me. This is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Podmetrics. Remember, you are loved. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.